Welcome to the Buying a House in Japan podcast. My name's Take. And I'm Joey. And we're two friends who just quit our corporate jobs and bought a cheap house in rural Japan. The goal of this podcast is to document the highs and lows of the process while informing you of every step you need to take in order for you to do it yourself too. We're by no means experts and we're doing this for the first time, but we hope this gives you a realistic expectation if you embark on this journey yourself and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Buying a House in Japan podcast. Today's episode is one of what we like to call a Dear Diary series where we just check, get everybody back up to speed with what's going on with our house in Beppu, some Akiyamart updates and some new goals, just letting everybody know where we're at in the process as well. It's been a hot minute, Joey. I think, yeah, we talked before this. We're going to be really transparent. This is actually just stuff where top of mind for us might not be super informative, but these are problems and things we're facing right now as we're trying to build both this house kind of Airbnb business while also Akimart kind of just navigating this new Japanese real estate territory. Yeah, we, we got some updates on the the house in Beppu. Basically, uh, stuff doesn't oh, always go smoothly. Down. We're learning. <laughs> lay it down. Stuff's not, doesn't seem to always go smoothly. We're doing a lot of this from remotely right now. I'm in Canada, Takis in California. So we're trying to orchestrate a bunch of things. So if anyone else there is thinking of buying a, one of these cheaper homes in Japan and then orchestrating everything from wherever you are in the world, there's some hiccups. It's too good to be true. We had first talked to our contractor yeah. and he was like, Ah, we'll be done by end of January. Should have known that. I've experienced a couple remodels and it's always the same. It's always going to cost more. It's always going to take longer. I, for some reason, felt like it was going to be different in Japan, but alas, here we are, middle of February. What happened? What yeah. So, slow down. <laughs> oh, geez. First off, our contractor, really cool guy. I think Joey spent a lot of time getting to know him and overall, he's a really good person, but he's a one-man army. So we had a choice of going with kind of the small one-man army contractor for a cheaper price, or we could go with like the more formal, larger company. We decided to go with the one-man army because he was a referral. He was kind of slow, I think, up until January-ish. We had expected him to complete more, but there was a dagger in there. It sounds like, unfortunately, he fell off a ladder or something and something broke his knee. Joey, I think you got better description, but is that sound about right yes yeah so i've been yeah text texting with him directly and he told me that yeah he fell off a ladder not at our house at i think his mom's house in Mm -hmm. tochigi so initially he went back to no not tochigi ibaraki somewhere at one of those sort of satellite prefectures around tokyo he went back there because his mom was sick and then i think he was doing some repairs either at a place he owns up there or maybe another job i'm not exactly sure and he fell off a ladder and got what sounds like a hairline fracture in his knee, some bone in his knee, and also got some rebar impaled in his leg. Uh, so pretty gruesome. He sent us a picture, got a big, lots of bandages wrapped around his leg. But uh, yeah, seems like he's, this was shortly after Christmas. So been a while. I like how Fumi yeah. sent us the photo. <laughs> it was like the, his leg all banded, bandaged up and she was like, it doesn't look like he's in a hospital. I was like, what, Fumi? Like, so Fumi's Fumi, suspicious. <laughs> Fumi's suspicious. And if Fumi's suspicious, I'm suspicious. Fumi, again, is kind of our fixer on the ground in Beppu, which is abs- she's been absolutely crucial in our operation. Yeah. But she's kind of been the bad cop, I feel like, and, and being a little harsh. But I'm also the bad yeah. cop, I'd say. I trust. I mean, 
I don't know. I spent the most time with Sato-san, so I'm hoping to trust him and take what he said at face value. But as soon as Fumi said that, like, it doesn't even look like he's in a hospital. And I looked at the picture and like, yeah, okay, one, it didn't look like he was in a hospital. And two, like the bandage wrapped around his leg kind of looked like, like, yeah, something like, I don't know, like (laughs) anyone, you could throw it together from stuff from Walgreens. Well, just to give the audience an update, our house is still pretty much... I don't think it's progressed too much. So we have two floors. Our bottom floor is pretty torn up. Everything's, I think, pretty like mid 50, 40% complete bottom floor. We should have been done by now, but it's pretty unlivable. Our upstairs is exactly the same, I think. I'm not sure if the toilet's still working, but we're kind of, feels like we haven't had any progress and it kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, I think progress basically stands still since around Christmas time. But yeah, back to the too good to be true. So Sato-san, maybe I shouldn't have said his name, whatever. It's too late. Yeah, so contractor A, Sato-san, he was, he was cheaper than we expected to be. And his timeline was like very fast. Even when he said, I think, I thought he said he was going to be first time, maybe like end of January, end of February, he was telling us like, both floors, all these custom work we wanted to do. And we were both really for $30,000, all this work by end of January. Too good to be true. He was so precise though. His quality work though is there. Then that was something like I was really surprised by like his woodworking and like just the way he was really clean about it. I'm still really impressed with his quality work, but speed of work, something to be desired and something at least we know now, Joey, (laughs) for next time that we yeah should buffer time in i agree quality of work is really good he was spending a lot of time making sure every bit of the so he focused a lot on the horikotatsu so sort of like a sunken area under this main table we're putting in the living room he was spending a lot of time making sure all of that was square and plumb and level and the bottom of the mm-hmm. horikotatsu floor was par- parallel to the upper floor so very precise and uh, yeah i think he takes pride in his work he's a single contractor guy damn it he's not so, working for, like a big company we might now need to consider the big company so we talked about contractor b the reason we didn't go with them was they weren't super down with the custom things we wanted to do joe and i have talked a little bit about do we get these guys to do the upstairs like we do want to go back to beppu we were supposed to go back in march but now i'm not optimistic sato says his he's going to start working on our place this time next week kind of skeptical and he also has another job i think lined up so i'm overall kind of bad cop not feeling like we should bank put our eggs in one basket here what do you think about getting contractor b or someone else to do our upper floor or even take over the entire project at this point. Yeah, I think we give Sato-san another chance. He did get hurt. Um, okay. And, but I don't know, like this may, maybe this is his like last chance though. I know Fumi seems like Fumi doesn't really trust him anymore. And okay. uh, that's not a good sign to me that Fumi doesn't trust him anymore. So, Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know when we're going to go back. I think we're still going to go back either way in May, but even if he were to start next week, Joey, I don't think he's going to be 100% done by May. I'm assuming the other job he has is giving the same amount of pressure and like same level of disappointment. So let's see. This will be a good, good, good 
thoughts to look back on a couple of months from yeah. now. See, see how it, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll continue discussing this as we go forward. But if anything, I'm cool with maybe a second contractor just doing the upstairs. So South mm-hmm. Sun, just stick to the downstairs. He's not climbing any ladders anytime soon anyways. Yeah. It'll be interesting that we paid him 50%. So we paid him what, like 16K USD. I don't think he's done 16K worth of work. So that is one thing we've, that has crossed our mind. Like, Hey, if we need to recoup our money, how do we go about that? It's definitely an uncomfortable conversation, but might happen, right? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I say we see how it goes. Let's get him, you know, back in the house, see how it goes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I want to stay optimistic. Let's see how it goes next week. We'll check in with Fumi. But in other news, we've also asked Fumi, our fixer, we met, we did an episode on this a little while ago. There's a house that burned down a couple lots from us. We're going to proceed and put in an offer, I think, for this lot. It was, I think we had talked to a construction guy in Tokyo and we we're like, hey, how much do you think it would cost to tear, like remove all the rubble? What do you say? Like, I think you said around three to four K USD, right, Joey? Uh, I don't remember. This was okay. the guy in Osaka, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had given us an amount, and the lot, again, is it's about maybe about like three-minute walk from us. It's a pretty big lot, but it has all the burned-down house on it. I don't think anyone's going to buy it. So I was talking to Joey. We need a parking spot. It could be a cool rec space. I don't really know what we're going to do with it, but we should shoot yeah, a shot. If, if the price is right, it is very close to our house, and I met the guy in the local Jisoji Onsen. So I got his phone number. Fumi reached out to him, I think twice, but he didn't pick up. So maybe we check in with, that was maybe like a week ago. We talked to Fumi about that. So maybe we check in with Fumi. He could have been arrested for murder or something. (laughs) (laughs) Where is he? I think we discussed that on an earlier podcast, but yeah, two people died in that fire and he's the the sole survivor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to try to, we'll keep you guys updated, but hopefully we can buy that lot. We're going to probably put a low ball offer, maybe even just like bring cash and be like, Hey, is, I don't know if that's going to work, but would be awesome if we could get that extra lot just for parking or something. We could put a shed on it, put a sauna, cold plunge, something cool there. Yeah. But all right. Zooming out. I think we haven't talked. We talked a little bit about this last time that we were creating our KK, which is our LLC. This we're naming it Takamori after our couple different things but we are as we are doing this part of the reason we're making this kk or entity in japan is to make a bank account we had to jump through a couple hurdles in order for the in order to have the bank or in order to get the bank account we needed to assign a local japan director we had initially asked our friend Fumi to do it, but it seems like there were some like pension and insurance issues. She was a little hesitant to get on payroll. And I understand that since something we didn't understand. So we did file, we found another service called JOS. We've talked with them. They're bilingual based in Tokyo. They're letting us use someone on their staff as a director. We're also going to be using their address. I think the benefit of going through them is They've done this before. Specifically, they've made bank accounts for foreigners, but it is expensive, Joey. Yeah, kind of the mix of working with this lawyer to set up the company and then working with this accounting company to set up the be- or, or give us a, a shot at getting a bank account and having that set up. It's this kind of complicated song and dance to do this as a foreigner in japan it's all possible as Taki said expensive conservative estimate 
$19,000, just over $19,000. I'm guessing super it's conservative be, super conservative. Um, a, a, a fairly sizable minimum deposit in the bank account. Now you can start with just one yen. You don't need a deposit this size. We put in that much. Uh, was it uh, 1 million yen? I think 1 million yen, which is like $8,000. Yeah. Let me check it. Why did we do that actually? So, we so one reason why you do that. want a large balance in the bank account is if you're going for a, a business manager visa, but I don't think that's in the cards for us right at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're a little cash flow thin, but uh, so maybe we take that I, I, out. I think we had done it because we had gotten advice that having a little bit more money in there shows a little bit more legitimacy as we go for the bank account. I think we're really, all of this, is, yen, yeah. yeah, all of this we're really doing could like show and have the best shot for the bank account. Again, we made the KK instead of the GK. There's two different types of companies. The KK is seen in Japan a little bit more as the more legit company and we're trying to go legit as possible with our <laughs> takamoti yeah. name okay. kk and a little bit more my, cash mm-hmm. i'm looking at the spreadsheet right now if i change the the minimum balance from 1 million yen to 1 yen mm-hmm. which is the legal minimum threshold the conservative estimate goes down to twelve thousand dollars yeah i think that's what we should be budgeting but let's let's see i i, I think we still go through with it if we wanted to all of a sudden go for the business visa, that puts us in a much better spot, I think. And again, we'll have, we should have Rob from Shemax Legal, who's helping us create our KK on the next podcast. And he can talk a little bit about that more. Yeah. So the reason, yeah, so it's, and then this is all to open a bank account in Japan and then we can Airbnb and the, mm-hmm. the, this will be the company that runs the Airbnb. And so the Airbnb process is being held up by this. And it just, there's several steps here. So one, we start this KK. Two, we use this accounting company to get us a bank account. And then three, we set up the Airbnb business, which um, we haven't even really explored that yet, but that's going to involve getting like the fire warden and the earthquake mm-hmm. warden over to the house in Beppu to check to make sure everything's up to code. The barrier to entry is a lot higher than we initially thought, but I think we're also trying to do this from like the most legitimate path possible. I think this is actually maybe going a little bit overboard. If you're listening and you're just kind of like casually wanting to buy something, I don't think you need to, maybe for the, you might still need to make the KK. I don't know if you need the bank account though. What do you think, Joey? If you ever studied in Japan and had a bank account at that time and it's still active, most likely not active, but it's still active, maybe you could just use that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there are people that are doing it without a bank account, but you know, our intent is to be here for the long haul. We're, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but we, we want to buy more properties. We might want to open up shop a little bit more. So the KK and the bank account are kind of a no-brainer for us at this point. Could you so if, if you do say you set up Airbnb mm-hmm. uh, in Japan, could you just pay an American bank account through the Airbnb app? Yes, I believe so, but you would need to report that income. So yeah, I think if you're going through straight Airbnb, you probably wouldn't need a bank account. But I think it makes things a lot harder from like paying your your, your cleaners and stuff like that. But that's a good question. I think we should figure that out. Yeah, we are trying to do it the most legitimate way. Just a little room for error, especially as we're thinking about 
mm-hmm. uh, another property and having a little bit of a Airbnb uh, empire. The folks we're using too are really legit. We've learned a ton from them. They're definitely not the cheapest, I think, but that's also, I don't know, I feel like really good with both our CPA we're working with and also our like lawyer that's helping us make the company. They've, I feel like a lot, I feel very confident they know <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. And I feel good about the, the choice we made to go this way as well. One, we're doing everything right by the authorities and two, it opens up a path for a business manager visa. So that's everything related to Chisoji Lux, our Airbnb. Again, we're going to keep documenting, but a couple months from now, hopefully we should be over the hump and have a bank account and have a company. Mm -hmm. I think time estimate, Joey, would you say April 1st, we'll have everything sorted? Or is that two? For the KK and the bank account. Let's go April 1st. Okay. April 1st. Actually, I'm guessing May 1st. If I had okay. to be honest, May 1st. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I also, I was trying to go for the optimistic time prediction there. I think May 1st. All right. A lot of big updates. Let's switch gears a little bit. Akiamart. Joey, what have you been working on? How's it looking, Akiamart, website-wise? Yes, we're doing a redesign. So we got a designer friend of ours. She works at Squarespace, really good designer to redesign Akiamart. She came up with three different designs. We showed it to, to a few different people and overwhelmingly everyone said design number three. So we designed, I picked two and design number three was in my top two. So we're going with design number three. It's looking fly. Yeah, Super fly. We're legit now. It, we're going to look pretty legit. We got some feedback, especially around like the pricing page and checkout page that it kind of feels like it's kind of just thrown together. It was built under let's get something working first and then come back and and polish it up and now we're in the polish it up phase but yeah we got some feedback that the pricing page and checkout page people don't feel comfortable putting in their credit card details on a page that looks (laughs) as it does kind of our friend pointed out i was like i kind of got kind of kind of makes sense you were looking at i was like how secure is this so i think design is going to make a big difference and um i mean dude joe you built this site in a couple months. So I think this is only natural that we have a big design yep. revamp. And uh, yeah, color scheme. Color scheme's changing from pink to purple. No, not the Sakura. Look- I like the Sakura, but... Yeah, this the Sakura theme. Ch- cherry blossom theme changing to purple, but uh, it's good. We're it's going to look more professional. People cute to a threat. We're a threat yeah. now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we've also done a ton of consults over the past... We mentioned in our last podcast, I think we booked around 80 consults. We had a lot of no-shows, but we are closing this out at this point. We just don't have the time to keep on doing these. And and I think for the most part, most people have been the same top five frequently asked questions and we're happy to still help, but we also need to have time to build. So I I think it's good that we're putting an end to those consults or at least putting a charge on them and significantly lowering the amount of times available. That plus I am starting a new job. So things are going to change a little bit, but yeah, I think it was a good, there was a lot of chats, a lot of cool people we met though. Yeah. We're still, I mean, we're still doing them into next week and the the week following. So we've been doing these consults pretty much every work day since at least the business insider article. So it's Mm -hmm. been, it's been a lot of consults, maybe 80 we were guessing. We had 500,000 views in January on our site. Joey, that's crazy. And I think we just, that was an explosion. I think we're looking for the dust to settle. We got a ton of feedback. So heads down building, kind of rethinking our direction. And 
actually brings up a good point where we've had a subscription model. We are toying around with the idea of actually going a little bit more B2B with all the eyeballs we're getting on Akiamart. We might be looking to work with Japanese agents for specifically people that want to sell houses to foreigners. We've quickly learned there's a huge appetite specifically on these Akia houses, but in general that people are looking to buy in Japan. So if you're a Japanese real estate agent listening to this, we'd love to work with you. And if you want, please send us their names and we're happy to get in contact. Yeah. Subscription model was, we definitely validated the idea. There's demand here. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting subscribers paying to see these listings. So definitely there is demand in the space, but it would be nice to make it free. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the norm in the yep. West. No one pays for a real estate website. Yep. Yeah. It would be nice to open that up and see if we can make revenue on the, on the supply side through yep. working with uh, Japanese agents. It's a little bit less having a subscription is automatic people just sign up this is a little bit more we basically need to sell the product to japanese agents so less scalable in that sense but hopefully provides a better experience for the end users potentially it's more stable as well we've also had like fundamental thoughts around do we change our name we realize that we are named akiamart and of course that's where we started looking at akias but also we do want we do have non-Akia houses on Akia Mart. And has it been brought to our attention? Like, is our name misleading? Do we want to maybe rebrand? So that's something we've thought about a couple of names of Jillo has one, Jipangu yeah. another. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's now, if we're, if we're trying to switch our revenue stream over to mm-hmm. real estate agents, potentially these real estate agents are already hesitant to try to sell Akia in the first place, totally. these abandoned homes. So potentially it's not the great, greatest branding in that sense. Yeah. And we do have, and it's, it, it is also slightly a misnomer in the sense that mm-hmm. we have listings of the whole price spectrum. Yep. And yo, I forgot to mention, we got featured in Nikkei Shimbun, Japan's, I think largest, one of Japan's largest newspapers. They called us in it. I, they said Akia Jipangu. Wait, I guess Jipangu is what Marco Polo used to call Japan, land of gold or whatever he called it. So that's kind of where we're like, do we change the name yeah, to Jipangu? No. Yeah, Jipangu. So we have a domain name Jillo as like zil, like Japanese <laughs> Zillow. We were a little scared to use it. I don't know if anyone uh, from Zillow is listening. <laughs> let, let, let us know. Let give, us, us a, give us the green light, please. Let us, yeah, give us the green light. The other, yeah, the other idea was Jipangu, which is kind of like this. It's interesting. So Jipangu, yeah, if you Google it, it's what Marco, it comes from the name that Marco Polo called Japan. So I think it also has negative connotations. Like, yeah. So the Nikkei Shimbu article was Akia Jipangu. Like, I don't know, maybe sort of the like a, a conqueror type of a Western conqueror mm-hmm. idea coming in and scooping up Japanese real estate. So potentially negative. I do think it's like, I don't know, an interesting name. Like this is. It is an interesting name, but. Interesting name, but, potentially a little negative, and jipangu.com's already taken. So, All right, we'll, we'll shoot a shot. But all right, with all this rebrand, with our big redesign, with what we're thinking, we're actually thinking about throwing a park party end of May in Tokyo, maybe Yoyogi Park. Joey and I are figuring out when we're going to be in Japan next, and we figure we've been talking to so many cool people in the real estate space in Japan that we'd love to get everyone together and have a beer. I hate being on Zoom calls all day and I would love to be like, see people in the flesh. So if you listen to this, more details to come, but we'd like to throw an Akiyamart version two launch party in Yoyogi Park sometime end of May. T-shirts coming too, free t-shirts. All right, guess we're going to Japan, May. Yep. 
Let's do it. Hopefully our house is ready by then <laughs> and our yeah, bank account's ready. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Another, I guess the really exciting thing that we're, we're thinking further down the line, and maybe we're putting the cart before the horse here, but we're talking about new goals. What's our next project? Joey, what are we thinking for step two of our house buying game in Japan? Yeah. So the house in Beppe was a lot of fun. It's not done yet, but you know, that type of thing. That, that was a really fun trip. And if we can, if we have the capital, we'd like to keep buying more properties. So what we're looking at is property in Tokyo. So there's a few reasons for that. One, me and Taki both spent a bunch of time in Tokyo. We got friends there. So it would be nice to, to have a home base in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Two, looking ahead to any, if we were to ever try to get financing for subsequent properties, a reinforced concrete building can be used as collateral in Japan, especially if it's in Tokyo, maybe reinforced concrete outside of Tokyo, you can't use it as collateral, but we got a tip that uh, reinforced concrete building in, in Tokyo can be used as collateral for a loan. So for a few different reasons, oh, and also Air, the Airbnb profitability of Tokyo. So a few yep. different reasons are, are all pointing us towards looking at uh, property in Tokyo. We're by no means abandoning Beppu, by the way, we talked to Anton, who's one of the big influencers in the space. And he was like, oh, you guys are smart for picking Beppu. I heard it's the number two most searched <laughs> spot on booking.com. And we're like, mm, okay. We, First we time we're here, lucky. everyone's asking us like, why'd you buy in Beppu? And we're like, uh, hot springs, but we're going to look like geniuses a couple of years from now, Jerry. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We got lucky. We do like hot springs, but we a little bit, we threw a dart at a map. We just yep. wanted to make it happen. Totally. And I'm glad we did. And then and if you're listening to this too, I would say it's, it might it is a really good move. Get your feet wet with somewhere outside of Tokyo. And then from a business perspective, though, kind of echo what Joey said, getting something in Tokyo. Tokyo holds, it doesn't depreciate. It's been appreciating, I think, at a slower, kind of decent rate, actually. And also the reinforced concrete building. I love concrete buildings. I would love to see if we can get a concrete building someday, but it's, we could potentially get a loan called Shinsei loan. We're going to look into this more, but it sounds like as a foreigner, you might be able to get a 60% loan to value on a property. The Tokyo property is, is just a smarter investment. Beppu was kind of us get, getting our feet wet and, and getting some experience, but business investment. Yeah. Yeah. Tokyo is really a business investment. All right. We got two exciting prospects lined up now maybe we this is maybe we start season two of the podcast for this buying our second house in japan we have one apartment or mansion in tokyo it's actually in koreatown it's i think it's looking at like 100k we don't have this money yet and we're going to figure it out but it is what the good thing is it's airbnb it's a newer building it looks kind of like a piece of shit joey yeah (laughs) thoughts on that first one I mean, it looks, it's probably going to be maybe three times the size of my first room in New York. So let's say like 250 square feet. Yeah. We're looking at photos of just like the design of like, I think they're currently operating as a hotel. If we think we have the building correct, which we might not, we're waiting for a Japanese real estate agent to tell us hopefully tonight or tomorrow, but Man, the design's yeah, terrible, the, dude. It looks so terrible. Bad. Yeah, I mean, this would be essentially it, like it seems like this is it's a three-story building currently being used as a hotel. Again, if we have the building and correct, a bar. there's a terrible and, bar at the bottom. Terrible restaurant. bar at the bottom. So, but basically, kind of looks like the rooms are being sold off as condos. So, this is essentially a hotel room being sold off as a condo. So, quite small. 
the, the design was really bad. Like, t- like the bedroom was tiled. Or, like the bedroom looks like shower too. room. Yeah. Reviews were bad. But, you know, the location, this is very, very close to Shinjuku. This is, uh, I would say this is our specialty, taking these shitty places and making them nice. So I look forward to the challenge, but I actually don't particularly look forward to you and me staying in this tiny <laughs> shitty place in the beginning. I'd rather yeah. it be a shitty house, but... I like your spot in Montenegro. I mean, we did it oh, for like a week man. and a half, but that, it gets a little crowded. No, that, that's what had a view of the ocean, though, that, or the sea. Yeah, that's does very not different. have a view of the sea. But we're in central Tokyo here, so we could go out to coffee shops and stuff. So at least there's that, right? Yeah. The other, the second spot, a lot more exciting. Oh, yeah. It's further out. Where it, it's, was it Nakano? Yeah. We picked this area because we went oh, to university. Oh. Oh yeah. no! I think it's Nakagaya. Asagaya. Asagaya. Not, not names. So, somewhere around the, <laughs> One of those. the on the Chuo line. Yeah, around oh Ogikubo. That was it. Ogikubo, Asagaya, that area, close to Nakano, just a little bit west of Nakano. Yeah, this place is way cooler. Three three floors building, uh, three story building with a tailor, old tailor, on the bottom floor, but doesn't look like that tailor has been operational for many years. Basically, this is Akiyo. With a small shop on the bottom floor, pretty cool. Looks zoned commercial as well, which is so. There's two. Just quick refresher: two types of short-term rentals you can do in Japan. There's a hotel license, ryokan license, and then there's the minpaku Airbnb license. With the minpaku, you can only rent out for 180 days. With the ryokan license, you can do the full year. This one yep. looks so. Both of these properties look ryokan a bull. Hopefully, yep. Yeah, it's, I think it's awesome. The second one's awesome. It definitely carries more risk, but having a storefront, we could have a coffee shop, man. I, Joey came over yeah. to Santa Cruz and we were brewing espresso shots. Like if we could just keep doing that and sell it and in the on the second and third floor have an Airbnb, I think that's a really, it's got a lot of the character and swag versus the first option. It would, it would be way more fun. Both of these are about the same price, but I think that the second one, the co- oh, and the so we've been calling it Sato Cafe because the name <laughs> of the tailor. So if you look at it on Google Maps, it's like Sato Taylor is the name of the the shop front, and so we've been calling it Sato San Cafe after our contractor who hurt his leg. Got um, some good drink names. I don't know if you want to share them, Joey, but <laughs> season two we'll share the drink. Season names. two, okay. Yeah, I think the big red flag here, though, is the third floor is not permitted. So we really think that might be a deal breaker. We have some yeah. questions out to the city, but... It's an unregistered know. third floor, whatever that means. I guess the, they submitted documents to the government saying they're only going to build two floors. They ended up building three. Is that going to prohibit having a business there? Clearly, Sato Taylor was able to have a business yeah. there but maybe that times have changed and also we're foreigners not not japanese so a l- under more scrutiny it's definitely going to take a lot more effort but i'm personally way more excited about the second option both options are good i think the first one's a better like straight investment cash flow airbnb business but the the second one's got a character i'm gonna keep saying that i like the second one better too dang let's just do the Two, second yeah. one then <laughs> i mean two concerns one if it's not Airbnbable, I think we got to move on, keep looking. And uh, it wouldn't be Airbnbable be- just because of that third floor, you think? Like, what if we got rid of the third floor and just made it super? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's another idea. I think the two things that one is it's owned appropriately, and two is the unregistered third floor going to prevent 
its use as an Airbnb. Those are the two, I think, vetoable uh, things. I, man, I would, I mean, also third is it's going to cost a hell of a lot more than the apartment that's already done. So we have to think about finances yeah, I mean, this and capital. Place, mm-hmm. it, you know, kind of looks like holes in the floor. I don't see any water damage from the pictures, but you know, who knows? My my vote is we take out the third floor. We make it ultra high ceilings. We put some windows in it. It's a smaller space, but location's pretty good. The coffee shop kind of vibe up front could be cool. I think it's, let's see. I mean, it could be off market by tomorrow. Who knows? We're dealing with Tokyo now. Yeah. Our friend at uh, Nippon Training International, Ziv, told us about a service that can investigate properties like this. We think we, we just sent them a message. So we haven't heard back from them yet to understand if this is completely what they do, but hopefully they'll, they will be able to investigate properties like, like this for us and get uh, these questions answered. So we're hoping to, to pursue that and uh, yeah, basically figure out okay, if we bought this, are we going to be able to Airbnb it? Yep. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, hey, we're making slow progress as I look back on our previous Dear Diary series. Like it feels like an eternity's past. So let's do it, Joey. I think we got we got a lot of exciting things ahead of us. Sato-san Cafe, break a leg macchiato. Is that what you said? What else? The I remember I told this story before, but I was making him black coffee every morning because that's what I was drinking. And then one day I asked him how he drink how he drinks coffee or orders it, and he was like, "Lots of milk and sugar." And so that's that's going to be on the menu. Something maybe the latte is a lot uh, of milk and sugar latte. Of, yeah, Damn. I'm sorry, Sato-san, if you're listening to this, you're, you've been awesome. We hope you a quick recovery. But this cafe, free, ca- cafe free coffee on us, free coffee free, on us, free two free lattes forever at Sato Coffee. Oh, we actually, right. you can also come and work on Sato Coffee Coffee Shop if it does become a reality. Mm-hmm. So. Cool, man. Well, hey, it's good seeing you this past week for our offsite. Hopefully, see you in Japan next in May. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Peace. All right. See you.